We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, played hard, man. That's what it's all about. You play hard, you see what happens. We did that tonight. As short-handed as we were, we had opportunities to win that game. That's all you ever want. <laughs> I told let me, you. Let me just. I told you. <laughs> I could see it coming a mile away. I'm gonna. My inner Gunderson, right here. You see that oh, eye? Oh, that third eye is burning. Tonsi walked burning. in, and he went. Ooh, it smells like CJ playing. It smells like CJ playing. It don't smell like doo-doo butter. <laughs> oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's postgame show. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, Blazers lose, and yet we're like, ah, it's not bad because it just didn't suck less. How's the season going? Guys, we're 25 games in. We had a feel-good loss. <laughs> we had a feel-good loss. Good job, Neil. Good roster. Oh, my God. Uh, Blazers fall 102.90. Uh, I think we're collectively all laughing at this point, aren't we? Aren't we all just at that point? We're like, yeah, we eh, it is what it is. We know what it is. I think that's dawned on more people than not, I think, at this point in time. Um, well, some people might be doing some mental gymnastics to tell you it was Terry's fault, but now it's like <laughs> two other people's faults, but it might be the new <laughs> coach's fault. But we're not sure if it's the new coach's fault. There's a lot of different ways to to, to that people are trying to justify it. Um, Danny, did you see my tinfoil hat post on Blazers Edge? It mirrored your Billups Olshay cancellation. <laughs> no, I uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, I'll see what I see if I can dig through and find it. Um, Sprague and I tested out the uh, the live stream stuff for for Wednesday night, and it's it's very cool. It's Sprague 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 was digging it. He's like, oh, 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 this is fun. I think I think we might get arrested. It's that dope of a website. Yeah. It, it's so dope. We it's incredible. Wait till you guys see it. Um, we'll talk about that more uh, uh, towards the end of the show, and then uh, obviously uh, pregame uh, against the Warriors. But uh, what, what do you think, dude? Moral victories are moral victories allowed right now? I mean, look, I, I will never tell any fan how to fandom, but. Uh, I'm not one that really cares about moral victories. I don't get a lot from them. Mm. Um, I know that sounds weird. I'm an Oregon State fan. You think I would, but <laughs> when it gets to pro sports, man. That's the difference, is that. Like, you know, Jay-Z said it best, man. Moral victories are for minor league coaches. 
Chauncey can be happy about this one, but like they still lost the game. You dropped another game. You're now what three below 500 and you're, it feels like at this point with the injuries and kind of just the vibe, the free fall will continue until something is made. <laughs> the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> Who is their next? Oh, it's the Warriors Wednesday. I mean, they're going to get absolutely pole raced in that game, bro. We uh, might have to set the point spread. Not even a point spread. We might have to set like an over. Digits. It might be double digits. An over-under, Danny, an over-under number of how much they lose by. I yeah. might set that at, like, 20. I think if you put it at, like, 18, 17 and a half, that'd be a tough number. Because gar- play the fourth Yeah, quarter. I say, because garbage time, fourth quarter, that gets a little bit weird. Um, Shelvin Kumar, this was a moral victory, lol. We, we learned CJ sucks the energy out of the team. <laughs> I mean, listen. We learned a lot today. I I don't I don't know if you can say it's definitive, but really, really, but really, I I think it's that group should have beaten that. I mean, the Clippers. I I get it. No, they struggled, no, but, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Um, there was a Paul George out there tonight. <laughs> yeah, and even he just was kind of meh. He was he's right. gonna be walking through it. The Clippers are in a yeah. weird place right now. Yeah. Um. And no, I don't think they should have won tonight. Uh, but they. They, I'll tell you this, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Let's start with Nurk because he had a great box score game, man. He finished damn near everything. Um, got a little too high on his own supply. That's rule number one. Can't do that. Uh, he started getting really cute in the fourth quarter. But other than that, uh, I thought his footwork, I thought his control, uh, I thought his decisions on the block were probably like an eight and a half, nine out of ten. About, about as good as it gets. Um, but he did kind of go sideways a little bit um, towards the end of the game there. And actually, I think kind of – he both had them in a position to be in the game and also kind of tank the ship <laughs> Yeah, in the final couple minutes too. I mean, so it wasn't like, in a position to – he did. Yeah, Norm cooled off a ton. Cove, yeah. Jesus Christ, couldn't hit anything. I thought he tried. I thought he did – like his box score, if you take away his shooting, 10 rebounds and assists, three steals, two blocks. I'm seeing some people like killing Cove right now. Cove gave a damn tonight. I thought he put some good pressure and some good, you know, defense hit, in Paul George's face. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of what his season's been, right? I mean, he's been somewhat useful on defense, but largely really struggled offensively. Norm had a couple bad sequences there, too. Uh, you know, fell coming off that mm-hmm. back pick, and then he had that – I don't know what happened on that pass, but he sold that thing way out. Okay, so for all those times when I sit here and go, listen, I love Norm, or I, I love Nurk, but – Sure. You're, you're seeing the like the shortcomings of like why they can't be like a number two or a number three. They're better as being like a number three and a number four in your That's, pecking order. Yes. Yeah. Like high usage, like super high usage. Norman Powell, 24 shots. That's a bit much. There's only so many guys in the NBA that can eat up shots like that regularly. Damian Lillard is one of those guys. And that's not like a shot at Norm. That's just the difference between superstars, stars, and really good players. Uh, I thought Norm was really good most of the night. Uh, if you take away his, his threes, he was two for eight on threes. So he's what uh, eight of eight of sixteen on his twos. And his ability to get downhill turned into eight free throws. Nurk got to the free throw line uh, because the Clippers are dumb. Apparently, 
the fouls on Nurk were just maddeningly awful. I just I didn't understand what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Nance is the only other player that got the line, let alone got more than one free throw. Um, so you're kind of seeing the structure of the NBA on full display. You got to be able to do like they only had two guys who could really dribble tonight. Maybe yeah. three. Mm. If you want to say Nance. I'm just saying. Our dribble handoffs dribbling. Well, I mean, he, he could put the ball on the floor in a mismatch. Like I'm not like I'm not encouraging it, but I'm not terrified of it. It's like, oh god, I mean, not Larry Nance. Like Tony Snell puts the ball on the floor. I'm going, ah oh, shit, please no. Like Nance does it. You're just kind of like, well, there's probably a better option tonight. There wasn't a better option. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the equivalent of having Mo Harkless in that position to me. Step above Mo. Like, no. Yeah. No, Nance's handles better than Mo's. Hundred percent. But we I mean we're, we're splitting hairs. We are splitting hairs. <laughs> uh, Steve Scissor says eight free throws for Norm is uh, like a month's worth for CJ. Mm. Mm. You're not you're not that far off. Um, yeah, I, wasn't he at one point like the worst at that in the league? No, he he's the, he. What is it? What's 19, the stat you have? Since 1970, yeah, he is the worst free throw generator of any 20, 20 point per game scorer. Golly, man! So in 51 years, 52 years, if you want to get cute. Since the inception of the Trailblazers, to be more specific, he is the worst free throw generator <laughs> of any 20 point per game score. I like that you threw the creation of the Trailblazers into this. Yeah. Stat. yeah. I was just like, oh, you know what? Since 1970, so it's the same damn thing. Um, uh, somebody says Derek Jones Jr. at first for Nance is not looking that great. Listen, Nance has been fine. It's the Nance is an optimizer. He's not yeah. a he's not a ceiling raiser. Like he he's just a connector. He just makes stuff better and easier for everybody else. But if the guys around him suck, <laughs> and it's right, right. Like, like there's a reason like the bench unit has just been smooth and efficient and good. But if he doesn't have other guys around him that can play off of him, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, overall though tonight, uh, I like Nurk's energy. I liked his aggressiveness. A little weird on the rebounding category. I'm not really frustrated about the, the playmaking. Uh, I thought you and I, when we were doing our, our test commentating, Nurk actually was was diamond guys up pretty damn good. Yeah, he, he was having a good stretch there when we were doing that test. Uh, he he made the right read. Uh, let's let's talk about that real quick. That, that sequence where you and I were, were doing that little test, that was like third quarter? Uh, yeah, it was about like four or five minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. So Nurk is... Nurk is one of those things. Nurk is one of those guys where, when he starts cooking, it's, it's good. It's like it's like, oh, I, I like that. That that's that makes sense. Um, it's it's very emotional, motive like um, emotionally motivated. Uh, and like once he gets a little bit of swagger, it's like, okay, 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 that's nice. So he had the little dump pass, had uh, Hartenstein uh, on the block, started to drop step, and then just kind of just just furballed it and it was one of those probably three or four possessions tonight we're like what what are you doing man you got Hartenstein on you you got 70 pounds and three inches yeah but then he makes the right read on a dribble handoff a reset play and the defense completely falls off he takes a 13 foot mid-range flat footer Mm -hmm. which on most nights when you've got Dame, cj Nas, and like you've got that shot's not really there for him, and if it is, I'm still okay with him shooting it. It was just like I, the way he shoots; he's so flat-footed when he shoots that yeah. jump shot. No, and this thing is like because all of those other creators are gone. Like that's that's a good shot tonight, right? 
And so I think that, that like where he him knowing that like you can't go anywhere else for offense tonight <laughs> reflected very strongly in his game. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I think some people thought I was like bashing Nurk when I said, "Do you think Nurk's a little more motivated tonight?" It was it wasn't a shot at Nurk. Well, also <laughs> why? Yes, I do. I, I do think when Nurk gets more touches, he tends to be a different player. Nurk like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with saying that? I feel like it's pretty obvious when we watch him. Well, I think it was one of the, people were like, oh, you just don't like Nurk or something. I'm like, no, guys, it's. I, I saw a comment in here a, a, a little while ago. Problem is, once Danny gets his mindset on who he likes, it's set and it's like they can do no mm. wrong. Um, anybody mm. who's ever heard me talk about this team and this and these players, even Anthony Simons, knows that's not true. <laughs> There's just not a lot of guys on here um, that, you know, I I. I think you just have them. higher bars for pl- certain players than than maybe most people. If you're still on your rookie contract and you're not a top five pick, I don't expect you to have a lot of impact until year four. That's kind of a rule. And once you get your second contract in the NBA, and once you get your first real like twenty million dollar year your contract deal, deal, yeah, that's when I start going. That's when I start getting super critical. That's like. Okay, like yeah, you didn't have it tonight. Uh, in in the in between guys, and I think these are the guys that swing regular season games more than anybody. Covingtons, Nurkic's, Morris's, the Morai. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the guys that I think impact your seasons a, a ton because you don't get the consistencies you get from the top end guys, and that's what's different. Yeah. Um, but overall, good Nurk game tonight. Good Some, Nurk game. I thought I thought he still like left some out there. Look, here's this thing. He has this weird ability to give you a night like this, but it still comes with baggage. Mm. Like, he makes boneheaded plays on the defensive end. He maybe has a couple bad possessions offensively, and then he does something stupid at the worst possible time. You know, like, like keep your elbow, like elbow up above your eyeballs? Elbow a player in the throat and give him a To a guy who's one. been giving you a little bit of bullshit over the last couple games? So you give him two and a one, and it's just like you're sitting there watching this going, dude, you've had such a great game. Yeah. Why did you allow this collapse to happen? It... That's where my criticism of him comes in. And outside, and along with his what his fit has been with this team, because I don't think it's been a good one, so... Um, somebody else, uh, I'm blowing your cover here. What do you mean? Uh, hold on. Where'd it go? I saw the comment in here. Oh man. Da, 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 da. There it is. Eduardo Tovar. Anyone reading Dame's shirt to see if there's anything cryptic? Brandon? Danny, would you like to tell the people what we talked about? Brandon, what, brought up? <laughs> Brandon what was, what was on Dame's shirt tonight? So thank you. I'm, you know, this is the community I want to be a part of where we all notice this dumb shit. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> go on, so, right? So the piece comes out today. Sham mm-hmm. Sharania mm-hmm. or Shams. Shams. I've heard it both ways forever. I'll go Shams. Shams and Sam Amick write this Damian Lillard blazer piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, they fired Neil. What's next? Uh, and it goes into Dame and how he's feeling. And it basically hints that Dame is ready for some roster changes. And it goes to Dame would love to play with Ben Simmons. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but says that he'd like to play with Ben Simmons. Not shocking to anybody on this podcast. And, <laughs> you know, that indicates major change. Well, if you trade Ben Simmons, Danny, who would you likely trade? Hmm. 
Interesting. What is that insinuating? Uh, Christian James McCollum would be, uh, obviously be a part of that because he can go get a bucket and he can still distribute the basketball and shoot it. So my hunch is this piece comes out. Dame quote tweets it saying, oh, you MFers, you love the drama. Love the even drama. Though, even though we know this league talks, like even if you don't directly say it, we know you're talking. This league is worse than uh, than any high school group text. Oh, it's messy. It, it is. It's so it's the messiest it's, of professional it's sports. The it's the movie not close. Mean Girls on yeah. steroids, bro. It's like, not even close. Everybody has a goddamn journal in this league, <laughs> and nobody wants to know what's in that journal. No. And here is the theory: Dame Lillard has all this noise. Oh, Dame wants CJ gone. So Dame Lillard says, "I'm going to show up, and I'm going to make a statement with a shirt." It's always on the stupid T-shirts. It always is, and that shirt, Danny reads. All love. all love. All love. You're not going to go at a guy wearing a shirt that says all love and go, bro, what the F? All love. Very I tweet- good way to keep people away. Uh, listen, I tweeted it out earlier. Um, thank you to all of the 37 of you that sent me the picture of Ben Simmons liking Dame's IG post or the, oh, the Bleach Report today, IG yeah. post. I don't really buy that those mean anything. I think those guys just get they- Did you see what I what I tweet- retweeted it as? No, I, I took that picture and the "Do you like me?" Yes, no, maybe note. That's they're the same thing. <laughs> That's great. But I love that. Listen, I love that Ben is aware. I, yes, I, I love that Ben's like, "Oh, thanks, sweetheart." You know, but it uh, for those wondering, it was a Bleach report on IG. Uh, it's the one that says Damian Lillard wants to play with Ben Simmons, and it was liked by Ben Simmons. So I do. I I simultaneously like. And dislike the fact that they got rid of the uh, the ability to check people's likes. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. I don't like it, but anytime I found one that was particularly spicy, like when Joel Embiid, who was he trolling? Oh, um, God. Was it Drummond? I think it was Drummond. Was it Drummond or Cat? It, I, I think you're jo- right. I think it's Drummond. I think it was the first time that him and Drummond got into it. Yes. But he was yeah. just going through and liking anything shitting on Big Penguin. And it was hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> Normally, I'm just like, that's ah, whatever. But Joel's pettiness is always just, Mwah! I just yep. love it. It's, it's great. Um, if you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk about the other guy who was good tonight, man. Uh, okay. Norman Powell. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody – I've seen some people say that Nurk has been the, the Blazers' best player this year, and I, I disagree. What? Because Norm has had one game where he didn't perform. Ooh. And that That's, is it. Yeah, that, that – That was the Raptors that, game. I got to be honest with you, man. Not like really upsets me, but like that does kind of frustrate me. We really are running with Nurk's been their best player this year? I – I think some people have seen some box scores and been like, it's just Chauncey holding him back. And it's like, guys, Stop. We, we've seen Stop. we've seen Nurk in 36 minutes. Like, Stop. It gets messy. It gets it's, bad. It's, no. I don't even think Nurk's been the, the second best player on this team. No. I would give it to Norman Ant before I, I give that, it to Honestly, I was, that's where I was going to go. <laughs> I don't get that. I that, that he's kind of the one of those guys though. Like his numbers when Nurk's numbers are good, they're really good. I know it's hard to argue. Like he, I can't remember the game off the top of my head, but he had a game this year where, where he I think almost he had finished a five with, by five. Maybe, but yeah. I know he. I think he had like eighteen and fourteen, and yeah. I remember you saying it, and I was kind of like, man, that did not feel like an eighteen. No, and he's had some monster box score nights. He has white side games. Yes. <laughs> and I think, and I think the big part of that was how far away from the rim that he has been defensively this year. So he can't. Yeah. More often than not, he's not getting close rebounds. He's not getting blocks. He's he's getting more deflections, but don't show up in the box score. So, um, Eric says Nas has been the best, and I uh, I think Nas. Okay, that's given, fine. I, mean, I, I think Nas has given great effort, but I think sure. he just hasn't. He's too far down the pecking order to contribute enough. But I, I, I think that's the point, though. Like, I think there's a lot of people that would push back on that Nurk. Is yeah, the best and I, I've seen that from probably about a dozen different people in comments and 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 hmm. emails and texts, and it's so I'm always like yeah. Nurk hasn't been bad. I think when when I talk about Nurk, I think people all they hear is the negative instead of like the you know five minutes I do leading up to it like his footwork is great he's a, a fantastic rim protector you know it does all these things mm-hmm. and then beyond it's like uh, um but I mean tonight again 10 of 24 not great but getting to the free throw line the one assist again doesn't really bother me because uh let's see I think only two players had more than one assist and that was Snell and Smith tonight the ball like it's just not popping because you don't have enough guys who could dribble well, you kind of get forced into situations like that, and I don't really don't know what to expect from no, the team. No, no, and exactly. You know I, what I mean? They're yeah. too vulnerable. And they they kind of staggered the way they had to do things. Um, Macklemore picking up an injury and another guard going oh down my was God. ridiculous. How many injured is that right now? Well, Dame, Ant, Nas, uh, Ben is four. And Norm. And Norm's basically banged up playing He's it. got a broken nose. Yeah. 
Um, well, and I'll bet you that knee hasn't felt great. It doesn't feel great when he you hasn't play had out. a day like he hasn't had like a day off day off in a while. Right. Um, trying to think. Cubs not playing with his mask anymore. I don't think Nance has any nicks. Zeller still got the fractures in his face. Yeah. So just about everybody's beat up. Like Cove, Cove might legit be the healthiest. As crazy as that is. And he just took his mask off. He just off. took the mask off, I think, two games ago. So. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at tonight's game, I thought Dennis Smith Jr. did yeoman's work as far as like, hey, you're going from third, like, real point guard, like, deep point guard, to starting 13-7-6, mm-hmm. and 6-11. Six, six I thought the shots that he missed, I bet you all of them were layups that he rushed. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that kind of felt like that. And you and I were talking about this when we were doing that little test. It looks like because he's lost that burst that he had mm-hmm. that he came in with his rookie year, sometimes he gets a little bit caught like, oh, uh, it's not there. Not, yeah. not there. <sighs> well, but here's the thing with DSJ, man. Like, I feel like teams knew that going into it, and so I don't, I don't know if that's surprising. Portland, by any stretch, is just tough to watch because, like it or not, he's kind of in a position where he's he's valuable to what they are right now. Yeah, no, they they need him big time. And he and at least I'll say this for him, at least you know he had he finished one of those at the end. The too little, too late thing, but yeah. But overall, decent floor game. You could hear, you could hear Chauncey and Lamar was really pushing that. Like, at a boy, Dennis, at a boy, D. Yeah, go, go get him, Smitty. And it just, I mean, Danny, it's it's, it's a vibes check to me. I mean, it's, it's 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 obvious to me, and it's obvious to everybody yeah. else, is it not? I it's mean, a vibes check of like, hey. Let me make sure I say this loud enough for CJ McCollum hears me talk to Dennis Smith Jr. about keeping the ball moving and keeping everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yikes. That's, well, I mean, that's you, tough. Ask, answer me this. I mm-hmm. This is the, the weird thing. They lost the game, and I can't believe I'm asking this. Does a guy like CJ watch this game tonight and have any takeaway, or is it just like, oh, I'm here, and that was the game? I had probably four or five people text me and say that, that they didn't see – CJ engaged. I wasn't looking for it. I didn't care to be honest. But I found I, mean, it, I really wasn't either. I knew he was sitting behind the bench. I, I found it funny that a lot of people were like, "That's a weird time right now." Story just came out suggesting that his backcourt mate of seven years wants to move on. He just wants to sit here and go, "Yeah." That's that's not that's not a new. I don't know. I I just think it's. Uh, they were put in a weird position this year, and now these stories are going to keep coming out. And they went dumb happens. with it. Yeah. Um, for like everybody... Simmons, Simmons did 25 minutes on a national pod today, giving yeah. out, should they trade Dame or CJ? And the trades were... Yeah, I saw that drop but... last night after we got done. Uh, well, I shouldn't say after we got done. After I got done editing. And I saw KOC drop that, and I'm like, I'm not listening to this shit. <laughs> well, I'll say this. At least KOC, like, saved a lot of it. Yeah, I just... KOC was like, uh, I don't think they want that yeah no no but i i i backed away a ton um yeah I, there was a comment in here about the game tonight as far as like the the game not being bad or it not being a competitive moment uh and honestly i don't care tonight this is when, when you're talking about how to salvage the season. And we hit about this on the, on the mailbag pod. It's not about a game or two right now. It's about mm-hmm. the long game. 
Yep. And so if you drop a, a, a game, two, three, five, over the course of the next 15 games that you shouldn't drop and you fall a little below and it doesn't put the additional pressure on you to make a move like immediately, ugh. Like, if, as long as you're okay in that regard, then then it's, it's – I think it's okay. Yeah. As long as you're making moves that matter long-term. But if they're just trying to ride this out and kick the can past Christmas and make some minor moves to financially justify the existence of, of the, you know, the checks, it's like – then you start to wonder what this summer is going to look like. And the time between February 10th and what is it? May 14th, the end of the season, or excuse me, April 14th at the end of the season. That's going to be a long couple of months. Well, I mean, what have we heard any update on Dame? They're going to reevaluate him in five days. He, so uh, how many more games? They have two more games five next five days. Yeah. Three? And then, then they have the three days off. Oh, okay. There's so it in, yeah, no, up a little bit. Yeah, no. It, it ends up being a total of 14 days. Do you think he's coming back purchase. anytime soon? I think he's coming back after the reevaluation period. I okay. think he's sitting these games out. That's why I kind of said the like five games. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, would I, it stun you if he if he sat longer? Yes. Really? That would be surprising. So oh, I, don't I would. I, I don't know if I. You know, screw it. Um, I I heard Dame was going pretty hard, in workouts today hmm. so um also uh Nas and ant were both going pretty hard ant did have a noticeable little i was gonna say that's pretty remarkable because sometimes those sprained ankles are will dumb linger yeah uh i had, I had somebody send me video of Nas warming up another night and i was like that looks oh. a lot better than i expected that to look because his Already? ankle blew up on him yeah yeah I mean, he he really did that tweak. I yeah, mean, he, well, he did it, and he felt fine, and he got on a plane and went. <laughs> Dude, that sound effect again. Yeah, that was great. Like no, that, that, it was better the first time. Oh, it's like a puffer fish. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, look, that could be great news for them. I'm, I'm, I think we getting a guy who gives that. a damn back on the roster. <laughs> great. Getting for the a vibes. couple guys who give a damn yeah. on the roster, getting them back is uh, relevant, especially the All NBA guy. That'd be nice to have him out there. But I expected them to lose these games. You know what? If at worst you're four games under 500 when Dame comes back, eh, whatever. You can deal with that. The West sucks. You can play your way into the six through 10 seed, depending on how the season goes. So it's not all hope is lost. Yeah. I, I, tonight's game, again, I didn't care about win or loss. It was win or lose. I just look at that and I was going to go, if they come out and the vibes are what they were or close to what they were against Boston or uh, San Antonio uh, with certain personnel being out of the lineup, then you know it's permeated the entire team. Yeah. And I was like, let's see how that goes. Let's see well, what happens here. We're, we're still in a position where at the end of the day, like we just heard the coach get Again, excited. For, for anybody who, who's coming here, got here late, do you have the, the quote still? Yeah, give me one second. So we, we did a cold open uh, to start the show of Chauncey's uh, post-game quote, and it was the most predictable damn thing you could have imagined. Yeah, he said, um, <laughs> by the way, Norm Powell has echoed these sentiments. So Chauncey says, 
Guys, played hard, man. That's what it's all about. You play hard and see what happens. We did that tonight. As shorthanded as we were, we had opportunities to win that game. That's all you ever want. Norm added, I love the way we competed. I thought we played for each other. We were talking. I'm not happy we lost, but that's how we've got to be playing. Hmm. Hmm. What the difference in that apparently, was? Apparently that didn't work. Let me try that again. Hmm. <laughs> you think there's a mutiny coming, like where he just can't get into the locker room one day, and it's like just card doesn't work. What is it? Is it a uh, hard knocks? Yeah, when they do cut days, and uh, oh, and a key fob don't the key, work. The key card. I got cut, man. I got cut. <laughs> Hey, what if they did, he came and he went to the locker room and it's like, this is a CJ man-hating boys club. You ain't allowed in. Just straight up sign on the door. Seat's taken. <laughs> God. There's, like caution, there's caution tape in his locker, like in the front. He's got a chair down. Just a car. box of leanings outside the door. Chauncey comes in. Who are you? <laughs> just, just, who am I? Don't you know who I am? I, I don't. I don't ever think about you. <laughs> okay, well, this is probably going a little bit too far, but it's just like <laughs> that's like the vibes are just no, I know. immaculately We're just, just significantly better when he's not around. Uh, those right are now. those are eye popping quotes from two people. I I mean, that's just, all I say. Christ, I've seen a lot of people asking about this. Um, yeah. Chauncey also said he talked with Joe Cronin since Neil Olshay's firing. Is hopeful yeah. they'll be aligned yes on the direction of the roster going forward which i feel comfortable saying this now chauncey through multiple different times at espn had both publicly and privately stated that that backcourt needed to be broken up so i think the alignment is a pretty safe (laughs) line you can draw as far as you know which way this is going to go. I mean, you've got a guy right now going, man, my coach really said that about me, huh? I don't even think he's, he doesn't say that because he gets his respect on the first of the 15th. Yeah. Cause he doesn't care anything about anything else. And then he looks over at his guy and he goes, bro, you're not going to stick up for me. The shirt just says, all love. All love. <laughs> it's all love fam. I can tell where the season's at right now. Cause everybody's just talking about Chet Holmgren and Poku and the, in the chat, like draft Twitter is already taken over. Do you buy, do you buy, well, that Banchero kid is the real effing deal. Well, yeah, 6'10", 250 can put the ball on the floor. That's pure unadulterated nightmare fuel. But Wembyana is, is the, is the goat goat. He's the goat goat. Yeah, no, he's, he's truly special. What about Chet? I don't know. I don't, I, he's not, he's everybody wants, hater. everybody, well, no, everyone wants to compare him to KD. And because he's tall and skinny, it's like, uh, I don't see that. No, he's different. He can put the ball on the floor. Like Katie could move player. better. Yeah, uh, Chet's, a better, had a... Chet's a better defender. Uh, we'll see. But I mean, more natural instincts. Um, but Katie was much more fluid athlete. I think people forget Texas Katie was a cheat code. Like as a nightmare. I mean, the dude oh. put the ball on the floor. You were cooked. He was either in a jumper in your eye, uh, eye or he, he was just taking a lane and just dunking on human you. cheat code. Um, I watched I, him at Oak Hill his junior year. Mm. That team, by the way. Who else of, was on that team? Him. Uh, a guy who ended up being a really, really good college player, but he was undersized for his position. Jamont Gordon. Okay. 
And then they had Eric Devendor, mm-hmm. Ty Lawson. That's right. I, for- and, uh, I knew there was a little point guard in that team. I just couldn't remember who that was. Uh, they had a big, and he ended up having a really good college career too. But uh, he was he was playing the big spot on that team because Peyton he was six ten. He was six ten, but he hadn't quite figured out his body yet. Oh, so he they was had a him rail too. The, oh, he was super skinny, but they had him playing like the forward position. He wasn't handling the rock. He wasn't doing any of that. Saw him the next year when he was at Monte Verde, and he was an entirely different person. Woof. And then you went grew into oh, his shoulders. Shit, that's an NBA player now. And then he had to go to Texas for one BS year to go to the NBA. Yeah, and be the best player in the country. Um, Joey kind of hints at it. White men can't jump. I don't trust American-born white players. I'll say it. I'll say it plainly. If you if you are from Slovenia, from mm. Bosnia, from Serbia, from mm. Spain, mm. listen, France. If you a white boy from Kansas, mm-mm-mm. nope. And don't give me that Kevin Love bullshit. As one player in twenty years, I don't want to hear it. Oh, that's not true. You're an absolute hater. Who? You're really gonna okay. If we're being honest here, like you got to call. As far as like top college guys who translate to the NBA. J.J. Redick and Kyle Korver. How many years did it take J.J. to figure it out and become a role player? He was almost out of the league. Come on. Now you're just hating hate. No, but what what he was in Kyle college. Kyle Korver played till he was 40. Against speci- as, as specialists. Take him to the tur- As what? specialists. Now we got stipulations. I'm saying how many white American-born players were what up here in college and stayed there in the NBA. Nico Mannion. He actually looked really good at Hoop Summit. Really good at Hoop Summit. He's got sneaky athleticism, but it's it's just like it's a curse, man. Like there's a ton of specialists. Like uh, somebody just said Doug McDermott, Luke Babbitt. Dougie McBuckets. Notice a trend in all of these dudes. What do they all do? Did you just call Doug McDermott Luke Babbitt? You're so disrespectful I'm just, right now. Listen, do you know where Luke Babbitt? Luke Babbitt do you wishes know he, he had Doug. Do you know where he uh, ranks in, in three point, point percentage? Yeah, yeah, probably top ten. Something He's like twelfth or thirteenth, depends okay. on what day it is. But Babbitt shot the piss out of the ball after he left. Get out Burnley. of here, McDermott would have wiped the floor with saying. Luke. Oh, there you go. Trox has got one. Tyler Harrow. Harrow Harrow is going to qualify, but. Guys, I'm not talking about white players all time. I'm, I'm talking yeah, about... Yeah, he's from Milwaukee, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of funny. People are like, Larry Bird, Chris Mullen. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm, yeah. Last 20 years, guys. This, well, that's not fair. What? The last that the fact that the last 20 years, there's been next to no one? Give them time. <laughs> Why you just... Yeah. You're shooting down all the white prospects. I'm just man. saying, they all do the same thing. They all I shoot know. the three ball. It's like, when was the last time you had somebody that could put the ball on the floor? Like, I mean, come on. Every white guy right now listening and participating can admit, you go to the park, if you play with black people, they're going to assume you do what? One shoot, thing, one thing shoot. only. It's like, Get in the corner. Yeah. What's funny it. is, like, even when I was in shape still, because I'm, I'm 5'11 and 240, people are like, oh, you're a big. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm dog. I'm a point guard. Like what, what are you, what are you doing? Like, 
Like I their up, handle's a little worse than yours, but they refuse yeah, to I'm, ever I'm, let you. I cross the over yeah. the dude that's picking them up in transition and blow oh, by them, and it's like, hey man, let me get that. I'll bring it out. I'm like, no, <laughs> this, this is my, this is mine. Which is funny because the one thing I really can't do is shoot all that well from uh, three. So that's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jake says Danny Friendly Fire will not be tolerated. And here's the thing: when when you talk about American, I know what's players, what's going on here. You just uh it's it's like there's a few wings there's a couple guards that we've already highlighted but when you get to bigs it's just and that that is the reason so i had a, steve I just, nash this is a huge again canadian born oh where'd he play college get out of here he's still not american born where's he been longer america or canada uh, a after bus. a certain threshold you, you become american hey listen scalabrini's a goat usc baby um but he ain't he ain't woo Scalabrini will give buckets though too. Bro, um, Drew Eubanks, really? We're going here? Oh, oh, there you go. Come on. But if you if you look at bigs, it's, it's, I have two I have two rules really that I've kind of followed for for years. T.J. Uh, McConnell, I count oh, disrespectful, bro. I have two rules that I've followed for years. When if I'm like my GM hat, don't trust Duke players, which has gotten. That's gotten the softer oh, over the last four or five years. That what well, I think it goes longer than that. Mm, no, no. Elton Brand. Okay, the span between Elton Brand and Kyrie. Go take a look at that. Oh, hold on. You're you're significantly downgrading a player that deserves more respect, and I wasn't a big fan of his. Who? Battier. Okay. Shane uh, Battier was I, a I, good player. They, no, no, no. I listen. I, Mister. Yeah, listen, I I got nothing but love for Shane. The, the guy is a true student of the game. But Trajan Langdon out here making big franchises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just great, great stuff as as executives. That's what Duke created. They created guys who worked for insurance companies between those two guys. Um, all of the one-and-done guys were a disaster out of Duke. All of the early lottery guys were awful. It all changed with Kyrie. That was when it started to go whoop. You had Kyrie, you had Tatum, Zion. Like, you just start going on a list. You're like, there's a lot of guys in there got really good. My other rule, never take American-born white bigs. Hmm. If you, you don't if, want to hit on the next Kevin McHale? Franchise no. building blocks? Uh, I don't. No, I don't want the combination of Kevin McHale, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, Bill hmm. Walton. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean, no. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I no. It wasn't have, Bill uh, Walton. It was Rasheed Wallace. I'm sorry, Neil. That was that was that for those wondering. That was Neil Olshay's comp for Zach Collins. I I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, <sighs> I love the fact that the, the entire chat is just like losing their mind over this now. You just you just shot down every white player's hopes. Like, hey, you listen, trash, man, you, stand you, no you can you can go be in. And this isn't like everybody's like, oh, shots at Myers. No, it's not shots at Myers. Myers was a project big. If you go look at his his prospect list, he was comp to Tiago Splitter. Mm. Like it's just, it's such a weird, weird world. Um, you got anything else to say about this game? Because this has just been a fun, like kind of both in the pregame and the postgame. It's been less about the game and more just about random stuff. Um, no, I'm just I was happy to find out that Kevin Calabro enjoys a mean Ruben. That made me happy. That and uh, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about snakes. Bro, can we stop with the playing snakes on television thing? Like, it's some funny thing. Like, there's a lot of people that have real fears of snakes. Like, Brooke looked le- le- legitimately terrified. I, I, I had a 
we had a day in high school where uh, we had like a lizard man or something come in and he brought in like a snapping turtle. And this, mm. you know, this country motherfucker came in with all these animals and he's like, and this is my snapping turtle. And he would put it right in your face like this. And this thing would just do this. And you're like, oh my, can you get this away from me? This and dude came in. And that is why you hate the Ninja Turtles. He, I, I love the Ninja Turtles. I got them tattooed on my arm. But <laughs> this dude really thought it'd be a good idea to come in with some big, ginormous black snake that maybe looked like a black mamba and he's just holding this thing and he's like you know you just gotta be careful with it and this this snake is just like looking at me like this and i i legitimately i was over like this i had nowhere else to go because there was a wall here and i was crying i was crying i i was like can you please get this away from me right now and everybody's laughing and i'm legit like crying I fucking hate snakes, dude. They, they shed their whole body. How do they move? They don't even have legs. It just creeps me out. The legs. Ah, oh, just everything about them is off. I was wondering, like, if I kicked that door open just a little bit, what was gonna happen? And I did not see that. Coming. I don't play with those things, man. I see earthworms and I get weird about it. <laughs> Oh, man. Acacia says there's evidence that some people are literally hardwired to fear snakes. I, I think you're one of them. I'm I not, don't know what it is, man. I'm it's not just anti -snake, the first time I saw I'm not pro-snake. I'll tell you what, if I hear like, I hear that, I'm just looking for the sharpest object around. Like, I've eaten snake. Have you ever eaten snake? Uh, I think I had a bite once. It's tasty. I didn't really want to dive in. I didn't want to build karma against myself. <laughs> Listen, man. If eating an animal is gonna get, getting you karma against that animal, I am so screwed. No, 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 just that animal. <laughs> I've, I've I've eaten probably a whole snake in my life, not like in one sitting, but like all in all. Mm. Uh, not to like give uh, like props to a, another uh, restaurant not in the region, but you ever been to Papados? Papados. Mm -hmm. No S seafood spot in Dallas, Louisiana. Well, I hate I hate seafood. So. Oh, well, I I know, but I've also like, never they, been to Louisiana. But they they've got some other stuff too. But if you if you ever get a chance to, there's one at the airport, DFW. Uh, they give deep fried gator bites. Oh, I like gator. I've had gator. Okay, yeah, it's a, that's that's my sole purpose for going there. I get the deep fried gator bites every time I go. Have you had bear? <sighs> no, I haven't had bear. I've had moose, Bears, bison, uh... elk, buffalo. Yeah, yeah, we went to Juneau, Alaska. They had uh, not had like... bear. I didn't know you could eat bear. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I know you can eat anything you cook, but I mean, like, technically, but I didn't know that no, like, no, it was no, a yeah. servable uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, it was like, okay. it almost felt brisket, like the, I don't know, what would you say? Texture? Like the texture. Yeah. That felt makes like sense brisket. because you, you've got, like, uh, even though bears are, you know, fat, you still, like, have, like, muscle mass. Good muscle, yeah. yeah. And some, some Oregon State fans one day, I was just chilling in the tailgate. They had it in their chili. Oh, I was like, this is good brisket, chili. and they... Yeah, I was like, this is really good brisket. Like, oh, that's bear. I was like, what? Okay. And he was like, I shot that thing last week. And I was like, I bet you did, dude. Tater. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Joe Bob. <laughs> that's cool. <sighs> it's just, yeah, no. It's it's definitely one of those things where I just, I look at it and I go, I'll, I'll try anything. Meat-wise, I'm like, uh, survival school. Oh, yeah, no, I walked into that one. Survival yeah, school. Kinda... <laughs> um, <laughs> survival school. I had squirrel. 
Uh, I've had. That sounds disgusting. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's survival school, so you're out in the middle That's... of nowhere, and you whatever you snare, you eat. Um, that sounds like what Vietnamese chicken tastes like. I don't want to know. Vietnamese chicken, not great. Mm. In fact, I'll just be honest with you. All Vietnamese food is better over here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, they don't add a lot of spices or flavor. It's just kind of... No, they try. Yeah. They just don't have what we have. And, like, they're, like their animals are a little malnourished than ours. Like, we, we you know, we juicy ours up with Everything. steroids or yeah. something. Yeah, and their chicken's, no, like, barely off the listen, bone. Listen, Thai food, Vietnamese food. It's Thai food's the, the clear winner there. That's not true at all. Really? Nothing that Thai makes is better than a boa pho. I love drunken noodles. Drunken noodles are really good. It's not better than like some really. Have you ever had thin yeah. cut ribeye steak beef pho? Yeah, and that's that's pretty damn phenomenal. Cilantro, onions, yeah, okay, the hoisin okay. sauce, little yeah, sriracha, little yeah. black pepper, little lime juice. Oh. It's just been a while. Mm. It's been a while. Speaking of being a while, we're going way, way, yeah. way too long, and you got to get the hell out of here. So, on that note, this is this is what happens when the Blazers are stuck in a weird place. We spend a little bit of time talking basketball, more time talking food, um, because we're just kind of killing time trying to enjoy what we can, not crush the negative too much, keep it real, and Here's have a positive. some fun. Um, Tell them about Wednesday. What's going to happen Wednesday? Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to get to is we do have the live watch party. Sprague and I gave it a test tonight, and it went out awesome. Uh, we're really excited for you guys to, to take part in this. So the way it will go is we will do the pregame show. We will chill for a little bit. Sprague and I will launch the room, and I will post it probably with a few minutes left to go in the first quarter on the YouTube page. It will not be posted on Twitter. I will post a link or a note on Twitter saying go to the YouTube page because we can only have people coming in who are members because we have a limited amount of space of who we can have in there. This is part of a beta test, so it's not fully launched yet. But what you will see is a feed of the game. Once you can validate it, you have the feed. And... Brandon and I will be there calling the game like play-by-play. We'll take your questions at the same time. I think it'll be it's going to be like a Manning cast, but you know you guys can be a part of it. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be a really cool thing that we're going to be able to do between now and I think March. So um, I'm really excited about it. And as we do it more and more and more, Sprague may not do all of them. I gave him the option to, t- to take a break if he wants to get out for a couple quarters on a night. Um, but I'm going to try and do as many of these as I can just to kind of get a rhythm, get a feel, get more people involved. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to get the memberships up and going so that you guys could have the opportunity to do as many of these as you can or as you want to. Uh, I think it's cool to help kind of grow the community. And then we'll kind of integrate those two things across uh, on the Discord channel. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, we'll wrap it up for here. Y'all have a great night. Um, Blazers lose. That sucks. Um, but it's hard. It's a good loss. <sighs> I hate that so much, but also at the same time, it's such an improvement. It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. So I'll take it. Um, at Danny Mering, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's, uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Find us wherever you get podcasts. If you made it this far, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. We are very, 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 very close to hitting, I think, 2,200. Let's go, baby. Like, it just blew past 2,000. We're at 2,200. Yeah, we're at 2,180 right now. Um, memberships i'm seeing more and more of you guys signing up thank you so much 
um that like that just confirms that like what we're doing is what people want in in that level we want to make sure we're people we're, you know we're making people happy and giving you guys the content that you want so thank you thank you thank you uh we appreciate you more than you know we'll have some more stuff rolling out and uh on one of the first contest giveaways i'm gonna go ahead and shout out my boy evan m evan volunteered to send me some prints to give to you guys oh and, shit and evan does dope ass artwork yes so, he does the anthony simons piece behind yes the the ants piece behind me is is one that evan actually gave and, me so. is it did he do the gary trent one yep Right behind your head? Yeah. No, no. That the. I'm sorry. I've got a Gary. I've uh, Evan gave me. I think almost every print for my office. Like, oh, that's dope, yeah, man. He's the homie, right? I yeah. bought the ant one, and he put all the other ones in there. Oh, um, that's dope. Abby, uh, uh, Abby Eichert, I believe is how you say your last name. She's the uh-huh. one who did the uh, the Gary Trent Jr. painting. They're both sick. They're both sick. Yeah. Art. She, I saw that one. I was like, listen, I want to show people to uh, get the. Uh, you know, plug the artists and I'll, I'll, yeah. have, I'll have a bunch of it on display when we move into the, uh, into the studio. And Eduardo says, Hey, remember Timbers tickets are on sale at 10 AM. Be a fun game. A little title town. I kind of think I want to go to that game. Listen, I would love to go. If I was not in Hawaii, I would a hundred percent love to go. There's not a game that night, right? Blazers. I don't think so. Well, you're gonna be in Hawaii. So maybe who doesn't give yeah. a shit about that game. And then thank you for that heads up. I think I might buy tickets. Yeah. I thought, I thought about trying to get a, uh, a press pass to, sneak in and i was like oh, i'll be gone anyways i hate bastard it's yeah, getting well, right when it gets cold and wet you're out of here yeah it's 80 degrees in honolulu right now so is that where you're going honolulu just outside uh koalina so on the south yes coast yeah so. koalina yeah yeah so that's what we're staying at go to uh, leonard's bakery if you can we'll put it on the list uh you, joey yes. says when you get in the studio danny depends on the surgery so that's the other thing i will find out tomorrow tomorrow i have the mri follow-up so lots of things going on so uh thank you all so 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 very much y'all have a wonderful night we'll catch you on wednesday i will drop the link and all the other stuff that goes with it for the watch show and uh we'll see what happens y'all have a good night take care it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com